As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. It's a new day! Yes, it is! Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome... To Wild and Crazy Guys! The Athletic presents Hogan Johns. For the win. We're going to consistently put players in position to succeed. Most important piece is we're going to take the North and never give it back. From CHGO, it's Adam Hope. I don't think that this is a, bit, a full rebuild, but you definitely have to retool your roster. And from the Athletic, it's Adam Johns. Hey, what's up, Flues? And we're going to have measurable ways for standards of performance every single rep, every single game. Anyway, uh, who cares? Now, here they are. What's up? Welcome in Hogan Johns as we roll into week four of the season already. This is when it already starts to feel like it's just starting to fly by. Right? That's what I usually say. Yeah. That's my line. Well, it's true, though. It's, it's that point of the year where football is on every single night. I love it. The weather is changing. But you're right. Week four comes fast, man. Yeah, I don't like the weather changing part, but I'll take the... Uh... Weren't you just saying you're a football hoodie guy? I am. Taking that back? No, I am. I am. Then why do you hate the weather change? Um, because I just you got know. a lot of mixed messages here. No, because I know what's coming. That's what I hate. Winter. I'm cool with it now, but we all know what's coming. You know what they say. Take it day by day, Adam. No. On this day. I have to start thinking about... Be, be the best version of you today. Okay, yeah. That's the, those are the... Uh, <laughs> Come on, you're a coach. The amount of coach tweets that come out every morning on my Twitter feed that I see, and I'm like, okay, all right. All oh, right. how many like That's high enough. school That's coaches enough. and like, like, is your Twitter feed now just full of like coach clips and videos and speech? There's a lot of stuff in there, and then those motivational messages that get a little ridiculous. Like which ones? Just, just, just like. You don't have to wake up every day with like. Oh yeah, grind though. Seize okay the day. Take, a break. take no. the most of. Yeah, I don't know. Good Sometimes for them. Grab, grab a cup of coffee, read a book, head out to lunch. Whatever works for you, man. Whatever works for you. But I just wake up, get my son on the bus. How early do you think Justin Fields is getting up this week? Yeah. What did he say last week? Five forty-five. Yeah. I think he's got to go four forty-five. <laughs> no, or maybe that's sleep. the problem. Last week he did, he didn't get enough sleep. He was waking up too early. Get some sleep, man. Yeah, it just 
just do what you need to do, man. You don't have to, I don't know. Anyway, welcome in. Follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, at Adam Johns. Uh, read Johnsy on The Athletic, theathletic.com slash Hogan Johns. You can get me on allchgo.com. Newsletter dropping tomorrow morning, so please sign up at allchgo.com. Get that newsletter. We'll have some... I've been looking at a lot of film from this game, Johns. Um, we're going to talk about some of it today, and um, we, we have a bunch of other things. We're going to get some questions from from the listeners as well. We got voicemails, what we liked, what we didn't like from the game, plenty of things to get to on today's episode. Make sure you're checking out our merch. Johnsy has the Hogan Johns shirt on today. Obviousshirts.com is where you can find all that. Speaking of hoodies, the hoodies are stocked. Um, I have to get myself a blue one. You Okay. I, saw I have co- the orange. There were I've been a, rocking the orange. There was at least one, and I heard from someone else that there was a second one that popped, that showed up to the uh, CHGO tailgate on Sunday morning um it's football hoodie weather yes and then someone else told me they were in line at riot fest and the person in front of them was wearing a hogan john's hat i love it so we're taking over the city baby that's right love it obviousshirts.com check it out thanks to everybody who came out to the tailgate by the way um there's a funny dynamic jobs because obviously it's a chgo event everybody there part of the CHGO community, which we appreciate. But a lot of people there, when they come, the first thing they say is, I've been listening to Hogan Johns for years. <laughs> so a lot of Hogan Johns chatter at the CHGO tailgate. Intentional grounders? Yeah. Oh, them? yeah. They're out there. They're out there. Um, so appreciate everybody who uh, came out and said hi. We got to get another Hogan Johns event in the works here. Maybe we can get yeah, that done by the end of the season. Um We'll get grinding on that. Maybe when the high school football season's over, there's a little there bit more, a little bit more time. All right, let's jump into things. Actually, actually start with what we saw last night. I always love when the next opponent plays on Monday night. Just makes it a little bit easier to to look ahead and 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 watch it live. Um, I felt relatively confident that the Cowboys were going to win that football game. I think the Giants are an interesting team, but I don't think that they're a a great team. Neither are the Cowboys probably, but I just felt like Michael Parsons was the best player on the field by far. And eventually that would win out. And that's kind of how the game played out. CD lamb made an incredible catch in the end zone and Cooper rush, man, give him credit. Like got the ball out, made decisions. It's like kind of like what you want Justin Fields to do right now. You know, you know, just, just when the guy's open, throw him the ball, make your read, throw the ball. And um, so good for him. I think on the Giants side. Oh, that's a very beatable football team. Yeah. And that's what I think we were going to find out last night. Okay. Are these guys for real or what's going on here? And then you look at it and you're like, and you just look at Eli Manning's face as he's watching the game on Manning cast. And you kind of realize that reality's setting in. Sterling Shepard was lost to an injury as well. Yeah. You stop Saquon Barkley, which is a tough task. The Bears can't tackle like they did in Green Bay. They have to tackle like they did last week, two days ago. Be better like that, and I think the defense will keep the Giants in check. Uh, my, my general takeaway is that the Bears can run the ball straight down the Giants' throats, too, if they wanted to. Yeah, it's there. The Cowboys I mean, have a good running game, but I think the Bears have a good running game. They can establish that on the road. Of course, that should help Justin Fields, but watching... 
Pollard and, and Elliott run against the, the Giants. That's how I felt about what's ahead for Khalil Herbert. Yeah, let's see the uh, numbers from last night. I, I got them right here. You want them? Uh, yeah. 30 carries, Ooh. 176 yards, 5.9 average, one touchdown for the bear or for the Bears for the Cowboys running backs. Yeah, Pollard went for 105 on just 13 attempts. Elliott 73 on 15. That... He, had, he, had lo- he had long runs of 46 by Pollard, 27 yarder by Elliott. Cooper Rush had two attempts for minus two yards, so that doesn't really count. Although those might have been kneel downs, I don't know, but. Yeah, I think the Bears can run the ball in New York City or New Jersey. And by the way, Cooper Rush's stat line, like sort of what you just want from Justin Fields right now. 21 of 31 doesn't actually have to be 31 attempts, but just that percentage, right? That completion percentage. 215 yards, nothing crazy. One touchdown, nothing crazy, but zero interceptions is nice. And the rating comes out to 98.2. Like nothing that blows you away, but, you know. You would take that. You take that right now. There's nothing wrong with that stat line whatsoever. Now, does Justin Fields have a receiver right now that can catch eight passes for 87 <laughs> yards and a touchdown? I think he does in Mooney, but they got to find a way to get him the ball. Well, Mooney has to catch the ball himself. True. Can we establish that as well? Yeah. Like one went through his hands. A, a receiver of his caliber should make that, even though the, 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 the degree of difficulty was was up there, but he, he dropped an easy one, like a wide receiver screen. Yep. He seems to be pressing as well. Yeah, I think he is. Um, I think Cole Komet might be too a little bit. And, you know, my overall takeaway, I know I've been saying guys have been open. Guys have been open, but I do want to make it clear. I think that that's more of a scheme result, if that makes sense. Like, I don't know Which that... Which is fine. Yeah, and that's fine, but I... And, and Justin Fields still has but to hit them when they're do. Open. <laughs> But it is true, those that want to make the receiver excuse for Justin Fields, it is true that there's not a lot of guys winning one-on-one. You know, it's it's more so... Now, there's some of that. There's definitely some of that. But I, regardless, it, that, I don't really care about that right now. Just there are guys open, and the quarterback needs to find them. Yeah, well, the scheme is supposed to get guys open. Yeah. Right? You're supposed to have coverage, two beaters, all that type of stuff. And... You look at that film. Do you want to go? You want to play the voicemails because this is one of my didn't likes. Because if you watch the film, there's a lot of guys open. Yeah, yeah. This is like me <laughs> last week. Um, let's start with the voicemails, then we'll come back and do that because I I have a couple too. I wonder if actually the same play we might be talking about one of the same plays. There's a few because <laughs> there's a classic cover two beater where he just doesn't throw the ball. And it, I wanted to throw my laptop through a wall when I saw it. You want it to be like Ken Dorsey. I, I, I almost pulled a Ken Dorsey <laughs> just watching this this one play, which, by the way, was a very successful play for the Bears anyway. It was. But, uh, all right, here's your voicemails from the game against the Texans. Very interested to hear what these sound like because the Bears won. They are 2-1. and one, But it just was one of those games where it didn't feel like it. So here are your voicemails. Hello? Do you know who this is? Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody! The Hogan John's voicemail. The Hogan John's voicemail line. Believe it or not, George isn't at home. Please leave a message at the beep. 
Got any questions or comments about the Bears? Give the guys a call before, after, or even during the game. Go Bears! Hogan's got John Zipet, Pop the Broskis here calling in from Mount Olympus on Earth, a.k.a. Soldier's Field. Guess what, boys? The Bears just drove down the score and put up three points on the vaunted Houston Texans defense. Uh, it was pretty nice for the Bears to go easy on Lovey Smith early in the game and only put up three points. They easily could have scored seven a couple of times there. But, hey, we'll get to that later because there's a long game, plenty of game left, and we're going to score seven about seven times. 49-0 to zero Bears plus three equals 52-0 to zero Bears. Chicago Bears, get it done. Bears down. Let's go, Bears. Justin Fields might look like he has forgotten to play quarterback, but at least he'll always have Kendall Vildo. Holcomb has a catch! Let's go! Hey, Hogan Johns. How the heck are we supposed to evaluate Justin Fields if we're on a limited passing and a half? Very conservative play calling. Yes, I know we were running the ball down their throat, but then Texans figured out that they're just going to run. They stuffed the line. They're trying to make fun Justin Fields. Beat them with a pass. Why are we so freaking conservative? Um, Johns. Calling in from halftime. I don't think there's a more cursed franchise than the Chicago Bears. Just when you think we could start being watchable, we pull this shit. 14-13 halftime. Fields looks somehow worse than Mitch Trubisky ever did in any game of football, which is honestly a statement in and of itself. And the coaching staff is coaching scared. Defense, thank God, has showed up today. But offense just needs something. I mean, we need a fart. We need something. We got nothing. We got constipation. We need gas X. Bear down. How is it that even though the Texans defense is missing like a record number of tackles, that we're still behind? Uh, Fields is playing scared, or he's shook. He's got the yips. I don't know why. A lot of mental mistakes. And I feel like this is all because of the coach's view of Fields. I know they say they trust them. I know they say that they're they're all in on Fields. But, I mean... It's not passing the eye test. I don't know. Am I crazy? I feel like I'm crazy. Well, anyway, I love the show. Uh, hope to hear your guys' input on it. Hey, Bears fans. T-Man here. Starting the fourth quarter. Eating some cheese balls. About to get this job. Bear down. You ever feel like you're stuck in a time loop? You've got the worst passing offense in the league with awful passing weapons, a young quarterback that gets wrecked trying to go deep. You've got some gritty RV play, some stud linebacker, and a rookie head coach from the cover two tree all looking at a five-win season. Is this 2022 or 2004? I have no idea, and I don't know if it makes a difference. Only if we can actually pass the ball and do something like that. Um, offense needs some work on that, but everything else, look, eh, okay. all right, I guess. They're from Connecticut. Here it down. Khalil Herbert, Raquan Smith, Cairo Santos, and a little bit of help from Davis Mills won us this game. I'm down to say that Justin Fields almost cost us this game with his terrible, terrible QB play. Houston lost that game more than the Bears won. Bear down, it's a dub. The previous regime got fired for how bad they were at evaluating the quarterback position over and over and over again. And for some reason, we all just thought that they nailed it on the way out the door. Bustin' fields, baby. Get him out of here. Ogie Cat, John Z, babe, checking in here from a Bears W, 2-1 on the week, but it feels like 0-3 in our hearts knowing with how the QB situation's going. 
Not many positives to take away from this other than the run game and the defense. Roquan looking finally spectacular, but other than that, I mean, nothing but questions, unfortunately. Hoping for a better week four. Sounds like any other Bears week. Bear down. Hey, Meatball and John Z. A W is a W. It wasn't pretty. But I have faith in this team and the coaches. At least we're not the offensive coordinator for the Bills. Yikes. Bear down. Yeah, but I apparently am. Um, One more quick comment about the broadcast last night. I love that Eli Manning got a joke in about Dorsey's reaction. Did yeah, he that? did. Well, yeah, what did he say again? Well, it was in reference. It was Kellen Moore on the sideline. I think it was after one of some some big drop by the Cowboys. He goes, uh, "Look at Kellen Moore, two thumbs oh, up." Oh, because he went smile. with the double thumbs up. <laughs> it's better than Dorsey. Yeah, that was losing his mind in the press box. In the booth. Did, that, did that one guy said that the Bears needed a fart or yeah. a spark? <laughs> I heard fart. I heard fart. I heard fart. Yeah. Okay. But I got the sense of humor of a 10-year-old, so... Yeah, I know. That could seemed like there are plenty of farts. There's a lot of bodily function jokes in the Johns household with three boys. Yes. Um, in my house as well, but it has more to do with my wife. <laughs> she, 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 she doesn't find much funny, but she finds a, a classic fart to be funny. Yes. I mean, I mean, who farts, does it in the end? Farts are funny. <laughs> it's just... It's like she could watch... She could watch like the most classic Will Ferrell skit in the world and not laugh. Yeah. But then if like someone in the same room farts, it's the funniest thing of all time. <laughs> hey. Go figure. Nothing man. like a good fart. <laughs> Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep. You heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right. Um, so you want to start with what you didn't like or what, what you liked? Uh, I'll give you the two things I did like. Okay. Let's start there. Let's be positive. Kindleville Door with Jalen Johnson out played a great game. He did. Two pass breakups, a big one in the end zone that led to Eddie Jackson's interception. I get that he is not everybody's favorite cornerback, but I think he's better for what this Bears defense wants to do. He's feisty. He's not afraid to tackle. Sure, sometimes that leads to some defensive holding penalties. I think he had one in this. But he played well. He played really, really well when you had Jalen Johnson out. He gave you the performance that you needed against the Texans. Yeah, um, I mostly agree. I haven't had time to tally up my um, marks here, so I'm like trying to briefly go through here. And... Um yeah, I think I had him at a plus two, which is basically a starter. 
So I agree. I, I thought he looked like one. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought I he got the Texas. Yeah. They picked on him early, um, and it didn't look great. And then to his credit, he turned it around. You know, and started with the with the interception in the end zone where he played it perfectly, got the PBU, got the ball batted in the air, and Eddie Jackson came down with it. And from that point on, I thought he was pretty solid. So um, I agree with you there. All right. What's one of yours? Um, I mean, I just I think there's so much focus on the quarterback, and rightly so, and we're obviously about to do that here too with like, with, with some things. But I do think that through three weeks, it has not been perfect, but I mostly like what I've seen from the offensive line. And there's definitely things that they could fix here and there. Um, I still think when that time comes, and maybe it's this week, I don't know, maybe that's when Lucas Patrick slides into um, center because I do think that that can be an upgrade still. Um, you know, there's small things. There's, do you remember early in the game where Justin, they tried to throw that quick now screen to the left and the defender just jumped up and knocked it down? Braxton Jones needs to we, learn there that you do. have yeah. you have to you have to make contact there so the guy can't jump. You need to you need to give that guy a punch right in the sternum, to and he'll never jump again if you get him right. You know what I mean? Like if you do that right, and and Jones just kind of got back in his pass pro and didn't touch him, and the guy just jumped up and knocked it down. Like that's to me that's on the left tackle, but that's not a that's not getting horrendously beat. Like I think Braxton Jones has held his own for a fifth round rookie. who was playing at Southern Utah last year. I find that to be very encouraging. So there's stuff on the offensive line that I like. I think Cody Whitehair is considering the first snap of the season for him was not good. He's having kind of that bounce back season. We thought he would. And overall my grades on the old line at the end of these games have been pretty positive. We're on the same page with this. I like what the Bears are getting from Braxton Jones and Larry Borum, especially in the run game. Go watch Khalil Herbert's first touchdown run. You'll love what you see from your oh, left and right tackle. That was really well blocked. Just nasty, too. Yeah. Running guys off the field. That's what you want. Yes, you see some of the the sacks. Like I'm trying to remember what Charles Leno would say. Like You always see your mistakes, and they're always magnified. But Charles Leno, at the end of the day, was... More than capable at left tackle. Yeah. And it's early for Larry Borum. It's early for Braxton Jones and their starting positions currently on this offensive line. And I think after three games, you should be encouraged by what you're seeing, not only in the run game, where they can be a bit nasty, embodying what you want to be identity-wise, but also in pass protection. They've been more than good enough for me. Okay, what else did you like? That's it. That was it. Oh, that was your second one. Yes. Sorry. Okay. Um, for me, I just, I think that it cannot be (laughs) overstated how important it is that Eddie Jackson looks the way he does right now. Like, let's give this guy credit. We've been on his ass for three years and rightly so. He's been struggling. He hasn't been the same player that he was when he got his massive contract which at that time he deserved. But then you got to live up to the contract that you get too. You get paid to be that guy. It's not just a reward. They're paying you to do it forward. And he hasn't been that guy. And now all of a sudden, like he has been, he's been great so far this season. 
I, I thought from the start of the season, sorry, let me go back a little bit further, from the arrival of Matt Eberflus and the way they want to play, the way they want to coach him up, with the Loaf's grading system, I thought if Eddie Jackson bought into it, that he would excel in it, and he has bought into it. There's like there's a new standard set for him, and I think he needed that at this point in his career. He couldn't just live on what he did in 2018. He needed new challenges, and I think he's getting that from this coaching staff. Yeah, I just I'm very encouraged by it, and um, I th- I agree. I think it's been a good fit for him at the right time. I think adding Jaquan Brisker has helped, and it's just a very positive development for the Bears so far. All right, what's your um, what do you not like? Um, what I don't like is that there are now more than a handful of examples on film. Where Justin Fields just has to to rip the throw, where the protection is good, the receiver is there. He seems to be even looking at the right places. Yes, and the ball has to get out, just has to get out. I'm going to give you an example. It was the play that David Montgomery got hurt on. Oh yeah, that is a quick hitter throw over the middle to Cole Komet. That ball has to be out instantly. Cole Komet is open. Call it scheme, call it whatever. He is open. Pass protection is good enough because that turned into an intentional grounding for Justin Fields. That ball has to be ripped, has to be thrown with conviction, some anticipation. That throw is there. And there are more. I know you have one, but that's yeah. what I'm seeing on film. And that in itself is alarming. It is his third game. But the scheme seems to be working. The throws they're not just being missed. They're not even being attempted. That's a problem. Yeah, and there was um, there was another one where watching on the TV copy, one of the sacks, it looks like it's just like the left side of the line breaks down. And there is pressure. Are you but, saying the one where you kind of ran into the sack? Yes, where the pocket is actually there to the right, I know what you're talking about. Well, it, it, but but even more so, it, this is a perfect example of what you were just saying. He's looking at Khalil Herbert, who is open right in front of him. But the pressure's also coming right in front of him, and instead of just throwing the ball to the guy who's open, and it's not a far throw, we're talking about six seven yards. He then tries to run out to the left. And just gets, and I think he kind of slips and trips and falls, and it's a sack. But it should have been a seven-yard completion. And 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 again, he's looking right at the guy. And so I don't know. It 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 looks, and I'll give you another example because it just looks like he's so afraid to make a mistake that he's making a mistake. <laughs> and it might not be a turnover in that moment, but it's still a sack. And those are. And in many ways, sacks are are not as bad, but still bad because they kill drives and then you have to punt and you end up getting rid of the ball anyway. Yeah. So here's the other one that I found, honestly, maybe most disturbing. Remember his 29-yard scramble? Um, yep. Which was... A, he had a, the protection was fantastic. Yes. It's, it, first drive of the game. It's third and nine. Okay, Lovey Smith has his defense in the most classic, boring, 
cover two <laughs> formation that every Bears fan in the world knows and could probably identify themselves. Okay. And the Bears have the one route combination that exploits the weakness of the cover two, which is that deep out, outside the numbers, where you stress the safety and the corner underneath. Okay. It's like a variation of smash where you have the underneath route and you have the corner. And that corner is going to the weak spot. And as long as you break and run that route properly on the safety, you're going to have a step. And the only way that that's covered is if the corner who's got responsibility for the underneath route backs up and covers it. It's a very simple one-two read. It's the same thing as last week when there was a one-two read like that. Different defense, different situation. But in this case, it is a classic cover two beater where if the corner drops back, you hit the underneath guy, which I think was Mooney. If he stays with his guy, it's EQ open. And Justin's looking at it. And the corner sinks down. EQ runs his route right at the break point. Ball needs to be out. As soon as he bends to the corner, ball needs to be out. And it is a relative... I don't want to say it's easy for every quarterback because... You know, a lot of college quarterbacks can't make that throw. But this is Justin Fields with his big-ass arm. (laughs) And it's a throw he can make and needs to make in that moment. And he doesn't rip it. He just doesn't throw it. And and he's got all, as you said, he's got all the time in the world, too. It's a great pocket. And he just talks. And so here's two positives, okay, to come off of that as as I kill him for it. Here's two positives. The first one is... You got a special quarterback that could still turn that into a 29-yard game. All right, great. That's that I mean that's a good thing. That's Davis Mills can't do that on the flip side, okay? We talked about Cooper Rush earlier. He can't do that. All right, so Justin Fields is still a, a dude out there who can be special and if he can figure out how to just throw that damn ball, he can still be very 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 good because he gives you both elements and most quarterbacks can't do that. All right, and on the second the second positive I want and maybe this is a little bit of a reach right now with what we've seen the last couple weeks but I can't tell you how simple that is just if he can just get that swagger that I think he needs to play with where he's got that confidence to throw that ball I still think everything can be okay it's just been disturbing the last couple weeks that that hasn't been there at all and I don't know what it needs, what type of kick in the ass, what type of positive thing he needs to have happen where these plays that you and I are talking about right now, Johnsy, where he's looking at the guy that's open and he just doesn't pull the trigger for whatever reason. Whatever he needs that can make that click, I still think it can happen. And if it does, he can still be very, very good. Throw the ball. The receiver that's open on the numbers... The criticism is that he's short of the sticks. But if you get that ball out quick enough, there's still space where... Like, how many times do you see where that receiver runs through the tackle and he picks up the first down? Just barely. Yeah. Justin Fields himself has talked about this, where sometimes I got to take that check down and trust them to get the first down. You're right in saying that the cornerback, 
who is the read on that play? Kind of goes to the the flag route there, the seven, the deep out, whatever you wanted to call it. You know, kind of he kind of tries to jump that a little bit, but that left more space to the guy that was in the flat. Ball needs to be out. Let your receiver make a play for you and get you to the first down. Yeah. Number two, what I didn't like. And this is for you, Mr. Special Teams Coordinator, Bears Special Teams, Ooh. hashtag Bears Special Teams. Here we go. I don't like the decision-making or, or like, if the Bears are going to be a run-first team and they want to help Justin Fields, they need better field position given to them by special teams. Okay. And they're not getting that enough, or at least they didn't get that enough against the Texans. Sometimes that's decision-making. I, I, I had that question to Matt Eberflus about it yesterday, Monday, and he said he, the, the blocks need to be sustained a little bit, but that to me, if you're going to be a run-first team, you want to help your young quarterback, you need more from your special teams in terms of delivering you better field position. Well, I'll tell you one thing I've learned just as a special teams coordinator. You know, and, and honestly, this applies to offense and defense too. At the end of the day, you need a dude, right? It, it, it's it's the same thing when you're scheming up the other sides. Like, at the end of the day, you need some good players. And the same thing applies in the return game. Like, I think one thing you're seeing is when you compare Treston Ebner at Baylor to Treston Ebner in the NFL, and this is not rocket science I'm bringing up here, he just doesn't look as fast when he's returning the ball. I think that speed's in him. But he's being a little bit too hesitant. At some point, he needs to kick into that extra gear and just go. We saw it in the preseason. It, yeah, I think it's there, but he's just not hes not doing it right now. Um, and I don't know that that's going to... It's the same thing with Khalil Herbert when he's back there. He can return kicks, but I don't know that he's going to break one for you for a touchdown at any point. Does this change once Valus Jones Jr. no longer has a hamstring injury? That's where I was going to go with this. If they can get Valus Jones Jr. back, I think that's the difference. Whenever that happens. He's yeah. Been day-to-day. He's been day-to-day for five months now. It feels it's like. a, that's an exaggeration, but it, it feels like it. Days to days. Days to days. Ooh. Yeah. That's, weeks that's to weeks. One. Months weeks to months. To um, well, here's the thing. I think at some point he must have suffered a setback or been right on this week four because if you go on IR you have to miss four games right at least four games that's the rule now these days so if they didn't do that to begin with start of the season you have to think that the target was by week four and he did make some steps last week so maybe this is the week they try to get him back out there maybe he needs another one I don't know but I do think that he's just going to be better at it than Dante Pettis He's just going to have the better instincts to catch the ball, just go, know when to go, and I do think that that'll give you a boost. I do think the gunners can probably, uh, I'm sorry, the um, the blocking on the gunners, they can do a little bit of a better job, but I'm with you. They they need a little bit of a boost on special teams. I like that one. I like that I got one. You. you got yeah. a number two, or you want to go to the stats? Let's just go to the stats. What do you got? All right. My favorite stat I'll be quick with this because we have questions coming up. Is that Khalil Herbert? I got this from Bo, sorry, I got this from Bo Wolf's power rankings. I don't really agree where the Bears are at number twenty four. That's another story. 
But in this, Khalil Herbert, he's got this stat, has an EPA of eighth in the lead per rush. I like that. I, th- I think the Bears have something in Khalil Herbert. I feel like they felt they, they have felt this way since they've arrived. Ryan Poles has liked the running backs room since he's been here. He said that at the combine. And I think they're getting what they want from Khalil Herbert, if not a little bit more. Yeah. Um, I, the Bears have the number two rushing attack in the NFL. Like, let's not gloss over that. That still matters. Yeah. Is that your stat? I mean, it can be. That is pretty damn impressive. Mm-hmm. Well, some of that is Justin Fields, but let's be honest. Khalil Herbert, what is he averaging? I got it right here. 7.3 yards per carry? Yeah. That's good. Montgomery, 4.5. Here's where my stat's actually going to be, though. This is where I was going to go. So despite the fact that they are they have the number two rushing offense, which is something to be celebrated, do you know where they are in offensive DVOA, though? <laughs> like, this is how bad the passing game is. I'm going to say it's 32nd, but it probably feels like 42nd. No, it's actually not that bad, but it is 28th. They're 28th in DVOA, despite having the second best rushing offense Wait, in so football. who is below the Bears? Just in total offense? Yeah, well, DVOA is an advanced metric, everybody, provided by football outsiders, which kind of... Grades things by play, but yeah, like who is below the Bears? Well, the Bears are getting some boost from the rushing. That's why I'm not surprised they're not dead last. But Washington's worse; they're 29th. The Houston Texans, ladies and gentlemen, are 30th. This is a shocker. Cincinnati is 31st right now. Well, that's going to flip eventually. Yeah, there's too much talent. And then Indianapolis is. Um, 32nd. I think wow. the Bears actually went up in total DVOA this week because they are 23rd. The Giants are 28th, by the way. So this that's just a, one way of looking at it as like the advanced metrics think the Bears are better than the Giants. Okay. Bears 22nd in special teams DVOA, Johns, to your point. Big jump for the defense. They're now 11th. There are 11. So, um, and that's kind of what you wanted. I'm sorry, one quick point. Like, that's what you wanted from Matt Eberflus's defense, right? To kind of be around that top 10 area. So, if they can keep that up, I I am a little worried because the Texans were able to run the ball. And the Bears have had some success against Saquon Barkley. Of course, there was the game where he got hurt against the Bears, which set him back a long time. But I don't know if you've been watching Saquon. He looks, he looks like Saquon. Looks good. Yeah. How long was that touchdown run yesterday? Like 45 yards? 40 yards? Uh, um, do I still have that up? I don't know. It was enough. And and 36. I still think that's the matchup. Both teams got to be sweating about stopping the run going into this game. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What do you All got? A right, couple cool questions, right? All right. This is from Joe on Twitter. Tevin Jenkins didn't start due to a poor Wednesday practice, according to Ibraflus. Roquan Smith didn't practice at all last week after a bad game then started. Kyler Gordon and others haven't performed well in games so far and have started. So the exclamation so the explanation didn't make sense. What are your thoughts on what Matt Eberflus said? Look, there's a lot more that goes into it than just Obviously there's still something with Tevin Jenkins. 
behind the scenes, whether it's practice habits or meetings or, or whatever. This goes back to training camp, right? That so you have to handle different players differently. And if Kyler Gordon is doing everything right from day one when he gets in the building, he's going to get a longer leash when he's playing. And from week one, we've questioned this rotation with Lucas Patrick. But we've also been saying there's got to be a reason for it. And that was a giant red flag when they came out of the gate. Lucas Patrick was starting the other day. So Matt Eberflus made it very clear in his press conference. I appreciated the transparency on this one. Absolutely. Tevin Jenkins just didn't have a good Wednesday practice. Yeah. And and he needs to be better. And he said he got better Thursday and Friday, but Wednesday's usually their active day. Yes. Yeah, it's usually when the pads are on and they go after a little bit more. I think you nailed it there. You have to coach players differently, different players differently. And I, I'm just still caught up in what Mike Gundy said about Tevin Jenkins when he had that Zoom conference call with us about how you have to coach him differently. How Tevin Jenkins has to realize a few things about himself. I think the Bears have now realized that about Tevin Jenkins. They've been open about their motivations for him. They don't mind publicly motivating him. So that's why I, I have no problem with it is, is what I'm saying. Yeah, I honestly have more of a... Uh, it's more concerning that that's still a thing that's coming up. Like, I think yeah, at some point you got to look at Tevin on that one, right? So it, it honestly casts a little bit of doubt about, you know, we've we've kept assuming that, okay, Lucas Patrick gets healthy, he goes to center. But they also clearly like Sam Mustafer. Yeah. So I, it honestly creates a little bit of doubt about whether or not that's really what's going to happen. Maybe Lucas Patrick continues to play a guard. All right, quickly, two more. I like this one from Michael on Twitter. Is there anything we can glean from Rodgers' struggles in 2019 and Russell Wilson's struggles this year for the year one trials and tribulations of this offense. I think there's some, I'm trying to remember who did it. It was a Chicago Bears blogger who kind of detailed how this offense can take time to work for quarterbacks. I think you saw that play out in San Francisco a bit. Kyle Shanahan went through different quarterbacks. Jimmy Garoppolo really didn't take off till to like year three. With Kyle Shanahan, that's when they went to the Super Bowl. Wasn't he hurt injuries. one of those years? Yeah, there were injuries in there, but like I remember, remember that game the Bears went out there and they were playing like Nick Mullins. Yeah, and Nick Mullins actually had some pretty good games that year, but there was a certain level yeah. where 49ers couldn't get to. So there's, I think there's some truth to it. I do, but I think what we're seeing on film right now is that the the scheme can work. Just throw the ball. Yeah. I'm not going to deny that. There's a lot that goes into it. There's a lot of the motions. Um, you got to get everybody lined up properly. The cadences that we talked about with Nate, Nate Tice in the past. Like, don't underestimate all that that goes on. Like, think about it. You have 40 seconds to get the play call, relay the play call, line up, go through the motions, run your cadence, snap the ball. Like, that's a lot happening, and you're supposed to read the defense and all that too, which is probably the most important thing. So, uh, right there, I'm willing to give the quarterback, you know, a little bit of a leash and some time there to figure all that out. It is a new offense. It's just okay. 
Figure it out because guys are open and you got to throw the ball. Throw the ball. Yeah. Throw the ball. All right, last one. This is from Rob. Another great showing for Khalil Herbert in this outside zone running scheme. Has he sealed David Montgomery's 2023 20, fate here in Chicago? Injury or no injury? You know what's interesting? They actually started going to more inside zone in the second quarter. And Cole Komet said something about this yesterday. Like, they needed to get back to to stretching the field to the outside more, and they kind of did. The after big run. To, the 52-yarder. Yeah. yeah. Um. Look, man, I... Ah. Let's not forget about David Montgomery's performance like a week ago. <laughs> yeah. Also, also, uh, Greg Braggs. Uh, shout out to Greg Braggs. He brought this up on our post game show on Sunday, and I and I liked uh, that he brought it up because remember when the Bears got rid of Thomas Jones? Like, yes, I do. You asking me? Yes. Yeah. Well, it, it, Thomas Jones was so well respected in that locker room that like it, it, that created waves that rubbed a lot of people the wrong way and that move backfired. So I would just be, I just, that has to be part of the equation because let's not forget David Montgomery is somebody who is well-respected on this team as one of the leaders. And so it's good to have two running backs. Yes. Regardless, you saw that last night in the Cowboys game. Yes. And, yes. and and I don't know how this is going to play out with David Montgomery, but if there's a way to keep him without paying, I don't think you're going to have to pay him a crazy amount of money. That's what I was going to get to. Like if if anything, Herbert's success and now the injury kind of like make David Montgomery's values next potential contract kind of fluctuate a little bit there. Yeah, you may be able to get him on a good one, two-year deal that you wouldn't have before. But if you look to at where like this this tree is from, of course, Luke Getzey wants multiple running backs. Just look at Green Bay, Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon. They like having multiple running backs that could do different things. So I still think David Montgomery has a future here, regardless of Herbert's success. Yeah, and. Herbert may end up being the best guy. We'll see. But I'll tell you this. I, f- I would feel better going to this Giants game knowing that you had both of them rather than Herbert and Tristan Ebner. Like, Ebner still needs to prove some things to me. It weren't quite as effective running the ball when he was in there. And he seems to have a couple issues with knowing what to do, which isn't surprising because he's a rookie. But is he always blocking the right guy? Does he understand his assignments? He's still got to prove that to me a little bit I more. Even Herbert does too in some pass, bro. Sometimes, yeah. yeah. All right. Um, this is looking at something here. Yeah. You want one more? Or you good to go? Um. No, I got to give this more. Something just popped up about air yards for Justin Fields, but we'll look at it later. All right. Good stuff. Fun episode. Good to reset. We'll see if Justin Fields can bounce back. Tomorrow's press conference will be interesting. Where his headspace is at after this one. We'll find what out what did you quick quickly going into that. What did you make about him running in the treadmill, doing jump rope hours after 
The Texans game. I got to be honest with you. I didn't even see that. Okay, so it's on Instagram. That's what he was doing Okay, post-game. My read is he's, he's blowing off some steam. Maybe he's feeling some, some pressure. I don't want to get into the body language conversation, but it was shared by one of Fields' friends. So I don't mind it, but... I'm sure it's a conversation piece for for Wednesday's press conference. Yeah, I just i I hate to read too much into this because like I'd like to see that Darnell Mooney's on the field catching jugs. It shows you or catching the jugs machine. Like how much they care. They care, you know. But on the on the flip side, I sometimes get worried that like okay, are they putting too much pressure? On themselves, because I am also a believer that sometimes it's just better to unwind, like go out to dinner, yes, get a yes. steak. It I'm was just another you. thing. Can we stop with the bullshit of like where Justin Fields is hanging out on a Friday night? Like players, oh yeah, yeah. do that. The work week's basically over. They have a walk through Saturday. Like they're. <laughs> They're allowed I to get, live their like, lives. Like, I think you'd be surprised at how much, like those good lovey teams, like there's some certain, I'm not going to name anybody, but there's, oh, there's some star, stories out there, man. There are some certain star players who may or may not have partied their asses off on Friday nights in the city of Chicago and then look like all all pros on Sunday. Or even in Bourbon A in the middle of training camp. Yes. You know, like... In certain cases, yes, that becomes a problem. You question, but but right there, like you've seen Justin Fields on a Sunday night after an awful game on the treadmill, like doing all the work. Like I'm, nobody's questioning Justin Fields' work ethic. Let the guy live his life too. Those, those eighty-five Bears. You ever hear those stories, everybody? <laughs> like the night before the Super Bowl, or was it the Friday night before the Super Bowl? Yeah, in New Orleans. Yeah. Yeah. There's some good okay. ones. Yes, yes. All Let's right. not overreact to everything. Um, good stuff. We'll be back Thursday. Preview episode. The Giants in New York. Um, first of two trips to New York this season. <laughs> this question just popped up. What do you got? Uh, my only question is, what the f? <laughs> that's funny. That's. I don't know, man. <laughs> that that's the best question of the show. Uh, maybe that should be the headline of Hogan John's Q&A. WTF. <laughs> That'd be good. That'd be good. All right, we're out of here. Follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, at Adam Johns. Johnsy's on The Athletic, theathletic.com slash Hogan Johns. Get Kevin Fishbane's work there, too. You can get me at allchgo.com. Newsletter drops tomorrow morning with plenty more on the film and things we saw, things we liked, things we didn't. It'll be all there for you tomorrow morning. Uh, check out the merch, obvishirts.com. If you're watching on YouTube, hit subscribe. Hit that like button. Make sure you know when we're going live post-game. The notification button will help you there. Um, but the support sounds simple, but you hit that like button. It does help push the pod further, farther in the uh, interweb. So thank you so much for doing that. If you are listening old school as a podcast, please rate and review. Uh, and most importantly, as we like to say, tell a friend, pass the word along, and um, hope everybody has a good couple days. We'll be back Thursday with the Giants preview. See ya. Nothing like a good fart. <laughs> <laughs>